Hi, and welcome back to Self Love with Rihanna Marie. I am your host, Rihanna Marie. I am a 19-year-old self-love coach with a passion to authentically share my experience. This podcast is all about blending lighthearted conversation with vulnerable truth. This is your space to feel safe and understood in your beautiful mess, to grasp inspiration for your self-love journey, and to hear valuable wisdom from a variety of hand-picked guests. I welcome you to start a bubble bath, make a cup of tea, lay out in nature, and just make a self-care moment out of this. It is now time to let the healing begin. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to be here and so deeply grateful to have you here. Uh, You know, today's topic is really a journey into where you might be pre-self-love. So I'm going to be talking to you a lot about the the spaces of self-hatred, the spaces that we're in before we even get to believing that self-love might be possible and I'm going to talk to you about how you might feel, let you know how I felt because remember I didn't just (laughs) you know I don't I didn't live like this my whole life right there's a reason that self-love and transformation and healing became so important to me I had had to hit a rock bottom and I had to be in self-hatred before ever having this and so I have been where you are and I remember how that felt and I want to be a pillar of light where you can see yourself in me and recognize oh my god okay she's been where I've been so maybe I could be on the other side too and the truth is you can right this isn't simply magic this is this is true transformation. This is what happens when you pay attention to yourself. And we're going to talk about all of those pieces. And I just want you to know that I love you and I feel you. And you mean the world to me. You know, just a couple life updates. Tanner and I are about to have our three years. I'm recording this the day before our trip. And I'm so, so excited to celebrate three years with him. And it makes me think a lot because I never, ever thought that I would have a healthy, unconditionally loving relationship. I mean, that was just so far from my reality, right? I spent a lot of times in abusive relationships and people who didn't love me and who didn't care for me and who just used me. And this journey for me When I had focused so much on turning inward and taking care of myself, I spent a year really, really doing that. And I met him right at the end of that year. And it was this beautiful display of what happens and what changes when you start to deeply love yourself. And I wasn't where I, where I am today quite yet, but I was on my way there. And he felt like, it felt like this gift from the universe of like, here you go, good work, <laughs> you know? And he's just the most angelic person ever. And everybody who meets him is like, he's such a good one because he's just such a good one and such a remarkable 
human. And today I know that I deserve that. And he knows that he deserves me. And so I'm really grateful and excited. And he is one of those things that uh, really shows me what happens when you shift and when you go on this journey and what you can start to draw into your life, right? So we're just jumping right in, clearly. But first and foremost, you know, if you're being pulled towards a self-love journey and you're at the beginning or you haven't started yet, I I would probably put money on that. It's because you're on the opposite side, right? You're not feeling self-loving. You are feeling self-hating. You have... In a way, it's hard to connect with yourself and you may be your own biggest critic and that could go farther than just critiquing certain things in your life. You may be mean to yourself, sometimes self-abusive, self-destructive. You may have all of these emotions and all of these things that just feels like too much and you're so sick of your own shit, right? And... You don't know how to have a relationship with yourself. Nobody teaches us how to have a relationship with ourselves. I wish they taught that in school, right? But that's why I'm here. And, and so I think a lot of times there's this rock bottom moment, right? Maybe you're there. Maybe you've hit it. And my rock bottom was after, you know, abusing myself with, with drugs and alcohol and numbing and abusive relationships and people-pleasing and codependency and people who didn't like me and just not taking care of myself at all. And I reached this rock bottom moment and I'll never forget it. And I, I remember I woke up and I started to think, I was like, I don't wanna be a part of life anymore. And I was also saying, I just couldn't wrap my head around why people got up in the morning and did things. (laughs) I don't know if you relate to that, but I was like, what's the point? Like, what is the point? And the truth was, is that I had abandoned myself, right? I was sticking all these band-aids on these deep, deep wounds that needed to be seen. And I was reaching outside of me for all these other people to come and fix me, right? All these outside things to give me that instant gratification, that short relief. And I lost myself. Have you ever lost yourself? Do you feel like you've lost yourself? I think that's one of the worst feelings on this planet. To be in a space of, of true self-hatred and feeling like you've lost yourself. And it was four years ago since I felt that way. How crazy is that? I'm 20 now. I was 16 when I started this journey. I was 16 when I had my rock bottom and my transformation moment. And I was 18 when I started this business. And I can't believe where I am now, right? Because I have journals upon journals upon journals sense way back then of how I used to feel and I read them and I'm shocked. I'm truly shocked at the way that I thought and the way that I felt and how often I felt terrible and sad and depressed and anxious all of the time, right? So look, 
you might be trying to numb too because those emotions feel like too much. You might have abandoned yourself. You might have put your happiness in the hands of another person or too many people and you're feeling like, what am I left with, right? And so when we're at the beginning, I notice that there's this specific thing that happens that keeps a lot of us from really healing, from really moving forward, right? And it's like you have this nudge inside of you because we have these two sides of our brain. We have, I think everybody has this. We have this side of us that is beautifully intuitive and strong and centered and grounded, right? And then there's this side of us that is probably ridden with self-hatred and fear and anxiety. And for some reason, that side's a little bit louder, if not a lot louder and meaner, right? And sometimes we listen to that side more because that intuitive, soft, gentle, loving side that exists inside of you is like a whisper and you have to really tune in to hear it. You have to really slow down to hear it. But if you're constantly in self-destructive mode and distracting yourself from how you feel because it feels like too much, you're never going to hear it and you're definitely not going to be able to listen to it right? And that was, that was an issue for me for years and years and years of my life. I had these two sides to my brain and I couldn't listen. I couldn't, I heard the intuitive side. It was talking. (laughs) I knew it was time to get better, right? I knew it was time to heal and recover. I knew I had stuff I needed to look at and I couldn't do it. I didn't, I didn't follow through. I didn't take that action yet, right? And here's the thing that really keeps a lot of us from healing. And I feel like you might relate to this. Sometimes we know we've got to heal and we are so terrified of what that entails because we are looking at where we are now and we're looking at where we want to be. And it's like, how is it possible that I'm ever going to get there? Because you feel so deeply trapped in the stuff and in the state of mind that you're in that you can't imagine how you could break free of those chains, how you could break out of those traps and ever feel different, ever feel on the other side. And why is that? Because you know that if you start healing, you might have to open up that Pandora's box that you've been stuffing inside of you. And if you open it up, what could be in there? boom. It's like, okay, well, if I really start looking at my pain, if I start looking at what happened to me in my childhood or what happened to me in that relationship, I mean, it it feels like there's so much in there. It feels so incredibly heavy. I don't even know what's in there. What, what's going to be in there? And it's scary, right? It feels really scary. And that kept me from healing for a really long time, right? Because I had all of this trauma from my childhood And especially this trauma with my dad. And I felt numb towards it. I felt blocked towards it. Like I knew it was there, but I couldn't even reach it. It was, I remember saying that a lot. Like it was too hard to reach it. And if I, if I decided to do this, if I made the decision to move forward in my life, I was going to have to reach in there, pull that out, open it up. And I knew I was going to have to look at all of it. Right? 
And what that is, I know it sounds terrifying, but all it really is is paying attention to yourself. Because the truth is, that box of stuff that's happened to you, that's brought you pain, it's still there. It's not going anywhere. And it's never going to go anywhere until you look at it. Until you bring it up and outside of you. And guess what? When you have a difficult childhood or a lot of difficult relationships or a lot of pain, beliefs get created because you go through so much pain and we're human and we don't want to experience that pain again, right? We want to feel happiness. We want to feel peace. And so we start to get these fears about what we've gone through, right? We become afraid of abandonment, afraid of not being enough, afraid of people not liking us afraid of getting hurt, afraid of being abused. And so we get so, so, so afraid of it that we believe it's always going to happen to us. And it shows up in our lives. I want you to take a moment right now, a self-reflective moment. And I want you to think about your life. Okay, so think about your relationships. What's the quality of your relationships? Does it feel like people respect you? Do you have boundaries and people uphold them? Do the people in your life love you unconditionally or do they have conditions? And conditions are different than boundaries. Do you trust the people in your life? Do they trust you? What's the quality of your relationships? What do you do during the day? What's your daily routine? What is, what are you doing work-wise or creativity-wise? How do you treat those things in your life? Are you constantly in fear, thinking that you're not enough and it's never going to be all done? <laughs> or do you believe in yourself? What's your relationship with money? Are you afraid that... You'll never have enough money because in your childhood there was never enough. There was always scarcity. That's the key right there. You start to look in your life. You can see the beliefs that you're living in, right? So at a certain point in my life, all my relationships were borderline pretty much abusive, whether they were verbally abusive, mentally abusive, or the other types. And at that time, I just believed that I was so worthless and so not enough. Right? Those were my beliefs, and those came from a childhood of never feeling taken care of, and never feeling safe, and never feeling enough. And then take a look at my life now, right? And use my relationship as, ex as an example. Well, clearly my beliefs changed, right? Now I've got to believe that I'm enough, that I'm worthy, that I'm capable of giving love and receiving love. Look at my work, right? I probably believe that I have enough wisdom to share or that I have something to give to the world and that I'm worthy of giving it to the world, right? So when we start to look at our lives, we can see, whoa, okay, what's inside of me? There's some truth in the law of attraction, whether you find it woo-woo or not, because Whatever's inside of us does show up without. Because if you don't respect yourself, why the hell is anyone going to respect you? If you don't hold up those boundaries, no one's going to follow them, right? 
So if we continue to stuff, 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 and stuff, that's fine. But we're going to keep living with those beliefs and those stories playing out in our life. And we don't want that and you don't want that. Because there's a different way. There's a different way, my love. It doesn't have to be like that. And guess what? It's actually not so scary. (laughs) It's really not. You know, when I started on this, I had to pull up all my stuff and I was so scared and I was so terrified. But it's not like this huge tsunami tidal wave all at once. It doesn't have to be like that and it doesn't have to be hard. So it's like I'm never going to tell you that this journey is easy because I wouldn't call it easy because it takes courage. It takes willpower It takes determination and perseverance, right? You've got to turn inward. It takes rigorous honesty. It takes the willingness to look at yourself in a truthful, authentic way. And that can be painful at times because you're going to have to feel. But our feelings and our emotions, they are what make us human. They are what make us beautiful and alive and who we are and if we push ourselves away from feeling we are pushing ourselves away from our true selves we aren't living to our fullest ability because vulnerability is actually so massively powerful your sensitivity is a magical tool it makes you 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 want to feel feeling is good it's so funny that I ever didn't want to feel (laughs) because I love feeling now even when it's hard sometimes and so when you open up that box and you start to look inward it actually happens in layers and you can take it piece by piece right you can look at the most recent relationship that was painful and toxic And you can just look at that first. Take a peek, right? It's all about acknowledgement. It's all about just a little bit of opening those eyes and looking finally. And then you look at the relationship and then maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to look at some of those friendships in high school that really hurt me. All right, I'm taking a peek. Okay, whoa, there's a pattern there. (laughs) Whoa. I got hurt the same way in all of those friendships. I even see a similarity in my relationships. And then you'll take it a little bit further. And you're like, all right, I think I'm going to look at my childhood. Whoa. There it is. There's the root. There's the beginning of it all. And every pattern that I've already noticed from my more present life, it began here. And it may be overwhelming at first to notice that, but then it's liberating because you realize, holy crap, I have been playing out the stories of my childhood that was created by people that are not me because until the age of seven, I was basically a sponge and I I was in my subconscious. So I took in every single thing that was happening around me and I took it in as truth and then I turned it into a belief. And I've just been living like that since. But I'm my own person. I can write my own story. I can write my own beliefs. 
and I don't have to be held down by the pain and the people that have hurt me. Gosh, I am not going to live in victimization anymore. I'm going to be a hero of my own journey. There is a deep liberation in finally looking. But until then, that trapped feeling that you have, that stays. Because you're not trapped by what's happening around you. You're trapped from the inside out. From the stuff, right? And it's actually really simple. Because all this time that we're spending trying to feel better and trying to numb, there's this little thing inside of us that's just asking us to to look. Our being, our soul is just begging us to pay attention. It's like, hi, I have stuff to tell you. Hey, I want to be heard. Hey, could you take care of me for a moment? That's it. It just wants to be heard. There is a little one within you, within all of us, that really needs to be heard and seen. And she or he just wants to tell you some things. Like, hey, when this happened when I was seven, that really, really hurt. And then you can talk to him or her and you can say, got it. I understand why that hurt. I'm going to protect you and take care of you and we won't have to go through that again. Boom, that's healing. It's acknowledging, looking, shifting. And that's how you transform, right? And I know it feels all so overwhelming, but just like anything else in life, it's baby steps, baby. It's just little tiny steps. You're not supposed to heal overnight. You can't, right? This isn't an overnight thing. It's a process, and it's not linear either. And you're not going to feel 100% in one week. But if you chip away at it a little bit every day, then I guarantee you in a couple months you're going to look back and you're going to realize how much you've already grown. And that is the craziest feeling because you don't even realize it while it's happening. (laughs) It's the moment that you take that reflective look back after a few months that you're like, holy shit, it's working. This thing is working. Wow. Healing is real and it's possible and I think I can keep going. And then you have those check marks of like, all right, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing this. So, so yeah, it doesn't have to be all at once. And, you know, here's the thing. The truth about shifting from self-hatred to self-love is it just takes a little bit of consistency. It takes a little bit of time every day that you check in with yourself. Start to ask yourself three questions at the end of every day. How did I feel today? What was my favorite thing about today? Like, what did I do really well today? And where do I want to grow based on today? Which is a nice way to say, what could I have done better today? It's self-inventory. It's checking in, looking. I think during this time, and I saw this with a lot of friends and even clients and just people in the world, there was this forced 
oh my god, all the distractions are gone. We've I've got to look at myself now. There's no other choice. I have to say hi to that being within. And it's the distractions that we allow ourselves to play into that sometimes keeps us from just looking. And I heard from so many beautiful souls about how, you know, once I looked, it wasn't so scary. It's like we're always so afraid. But really, imagine that you're standing in front of this door and you know it's the doorway to your healing. And you're like, okay, there's got to be just pain upon pain upon pain behind that door before I even get to my healing. And so you never open it. You just stand there terrified, in fear, not opening it. But what's happening is that behind that door is actually magic, miracles, freedom, happiness, bliss, inner peace, and self-love. It's just the door that scares you. It's opening it. It's making that first step. So what if you trusted? What if you took a leap of faith? Because it really is a leap of faith. And you said, you know what? I'm going to open this door. And you open it. And you start to walk. And then all of a sudden, it is magic. And you're feeling better and better. And that weight that's been on you and inside of you for so long is subsiding. It's finally subsiding. And you're meeting the real you. Because up to this point, we've abandoned ourselves. We haven't really met the real us. The inner being is so simple. It doesn't ask for much, actually, except for a little bit of attention. It's like a little kid. Aren't they constantly asking for attention? <laughs> right? They're begging us to just pay some attention to them. And we can find it annoying sometimes. I have three little siblings. So I have this, you know, I have a little sister right now and she's almost three. And, you know, they can get annoying. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. But they just have stuff to tell you. They have stuff to show you and they really want to be heard. They want to feel important. They want to feel enough. And especially if you struggle with not feeling enough, you have to show yourself that you're enough. The relationship with yourself is truly a relationship. If you don't give attention to your relationships, if you don't show up, if you don't ask how their day is, you don't have a relationship. You're going to probably lose sight of each other because it takes a little bit of, of effort, right, to have a bond. And what about when you meet a new person? You have to bond, right? You usually ask them some questions. You spend quality time with them. That's what you have to do for yourself. You have to treat yourself like you are your own best friend. And it's actually fun. It's actually so much fun. And it's like taking yourself on little dates. It's doing journaling exercises, asking yourself questions. It's spending time with you. Quality time where you're really, really looking in. 
and you make commitments to yourself and you show up. You show up. If people haven't shown up for you in your past and you're used to being abandoned, don't abandon yourself. That's the most painful thing that you could do to yourself. Right? If you have a fear of abandonment, then you've got to hold yourself. Stay with yourself unconditionally. Do not abandon you. I know how you feel. I remember. Sometimes I forget because, you know, you get on this journey and you've been on it for a long enough time and, and it's just how you are now. It's, it's how you live your life because it's a new habit, right? We can change our habits anytime that we want just with a little bit of effort and a little bit of consistency, right? Every time I work with a new girl in a session, in session, I coach her in a special way at the beginning. And it's simple. We start with building a self-love routine. So a little bit of time every day, checking in, and you start to build your toolbox. So when you have your anxiety attacks, or when you have those depressive moments, or the overthinking, or you're feeling like you're really in your codependency, you start to have tools for those moments so you don't just stay there and sit there. You can shift. You can find solution. It doesn't have to be like it's always been. Any day you can wake up and decide that it's going to be different, right? I know the day that I decided it was September 1st, 2016, and I decided it was going to be different. And I had known that my transformation was coming, and I was pushing it off because I was terrified. I, I really just didn't believe that I could ever feel better. I, it made no sense to me. It just looked like a really long journey, and like I had too many problems and I was way too broken to be fixed. You might feel too broken to be fixed, but you're not broken. And the band-aids are not gonna fix you. You've gotta get to the root. You have to fix it all the way from the inside, right? And you know, having like accountability can be really helpful for when you begin this journey. It's why I do coaching, right? I get to hold your hand as you walk through this. And, and essentially what I do is I hold your hand and we look at your stuff together. We go into the shadow. We go in together. And I help you realize that it's not so scary and that it's all really lovable. And I walk you all the way to the other side. And you learn how to take care of yourself. And you realize, ah, okay, it's not so scary. And I keep you accountable, right? I usually work with my girls once a week. And so there's a check-in point. You don't feel like you're alone in, in all of it. And it's really sweet. It's really nice to have that. And I watch these girls fully transform all the way. And it's mind-blowing. But it's also just the truth. It's also just how it works. And you deserve that too. You deserve to take care of you. You deserve to look inward. You deserve to transform 
and live life based on the stories that you want to create. Not the ones that are just what you're used to. So start small, right? Go on my Instagram. I've got a lot of good content up there now, right? Like start to implement a morning routine. I have a um, a guided morning routine video. You could do it with me in the morning, right? Try out meditation. Meditation is literally looking inward, right? And self-love is it's not believing that you're perfect and that you have no flaws, right? It's not this narcissistic thing and it's not perfectionism. It is not being happy, happy-go-lucky all of the time. Self-love is authenticity. It's having rigorous self-honesty. It is loving yourself for all that you are, your magic, your beauty, your great traits, and as well as your mess, as well as your defects and the things that aren't so pretty. And you find a way to love those too because you're human. And you love yourself deeply as you work on it, as you grow, as you become who you want to become. That is self-love. And that is the whole point of what I do. So, I love you so, so, so deeply. I really, really pray that you enjoyed this and that this spoke to you. Hang out with me on Instagram at pinkandsparkles101. I've got so much fun content that I've been doing lately. Um, You know, I've been through a sort of a round two healing journey myself right now. And you can see the the little miracles starting to come. Because that's the other thing. You don't go through this for nothing. There are gifts on the other side. You have to move all the way through though. And I'm just so grateful to be doing what I'm doing. And I'm so grateful to be talking to all of you. You mean the world to me. Let me know how this spoke to you. Message me. DM me. I love getting your DMs. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode, okay? Have a beautiful day. Do something self-loving, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.